I've never really viewed myself as particularly talented. I view myself as, you know, slightly above average in talent. And where I excel is ridiculous, sickening work ethic. All right, guys. So this is episode one of The Dungeon. And bringing you here today, we have Cristo or St. Cree, correct? Yes, sir. St. Cree, we have Querve and Young Dree. Okay, and I am Rob Legacy, your boy. And we're going to get into a few things today regarding being independent. Okay, and as well as kind of dabbling in the music industry like we all have. And some of the common issues that, you know, we've come across and through conversations, hopefully they can answer a lot of questions for other artists and other creatives. Um, first and foremost, let's just kind of find out who these guests are. So St. Cree, let the audience know who you are, if you don't mind. What's up, guys? My name is Christo. I go by the artist named St. Cree. I have been making music for about 10 years now, coming up on 10 years. Um, and I also write songs for other people. Okay, jump in, Young Dre. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, Yang Dre. Um, I'm a producer, songwriter, uh, recording artist, engineer. I do pretty much everything. And um, yeah, I'm 23 years old. I've been doing this about nine, maybe almost pushing 10 years, probably around September. But I've been in this industry for a little bit, have a little bit of experience. But like you said, there is a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs in the industry. I'm done. Chop it up. Quiff. What's up, y'all? I'm a producer, have a bit of uh, mixing experience. Um, I've been doing this for shit, 10 years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just here. <laughs> all right. So we got some people putting some work then. Yeah, it looks like we all over a decade, huh? It's kind of crazy yep. to think how fast time goes by. Thanks. I remember being 13, picking up my first keyboard, wanting to be Dr. Dre. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, so I just kind of want to dabble in real quick is the creative process. Okay. Uh, we all come from like different walks. Um, I think I align more closely with, with Dre. Um, I'm also a producer, artist, songwriter, engineer. So you kind of have a well-rounded, you know, uh, group of people here. So uh, the creative process from start to finish, however you guys want to explain it, what works for you. Uh, let's just hear it. Dre. Okay, so first of all, like, I don't know, it's kind of very random. It just depends on, like, the vibe. If I'm out partying and I came back, um, just trying to write a song, like, I'm sure we all had those nights where we're like, where we get home and we're like, pull up a YouTube beat and we just start writing. That's how I start, like, writing a song. And eventually, like, if I want to hop onto my own production, I'll start to pull out the keyboard, pull out Fruits, uh, FL Studios, and then I just kind of go on from there and then producing the beat, songwriting, or vice versa, started songwriting first. It just kind of depends on the vibe and where I kind of started. Um, typically, I think, like, 90% of the time, I probably, like, like have to start from scratch. So I got to pull up FL, then I'll start writing while I'm producing. Then I'll bounce the beat, like, a very rough cut of it. I just kind of like throw a limiter on FL and then I just start singing and and that's pretty much how it starts. After that, you know, obviously we, we got to dabble on to perfect in the mix. And 
yeah, that's pretty much how I, how I kind of start off. I usually, like I said, 90% of the time I start off by producing on FL. Man, from start to finish like that, how long does it usually take, say on average? On average, probably takes, I mean, to produce a beat, like, you know, let's say if I really, really like the beat, I'll probably spend maybe an hour on it, maybe less, depending. Like if it's, sometimes I'll throw a sample just to get creative. Um, but prep, like just from start to finish, it probably takes a couple of days. Like I said, bro, we just kind of, I just dabble between projects. Um, Cause you don't kind of don't want to burn out your ears. Like, like, you know, just producing the, the beat, it just burns out your ears. Then you got a song, right? That, that's a whole other two, three hours, maybe more depending. I know a lot of like artists say like, oh, I wrote a song in an hour. Like, bro, that's bullshit. You know, it's fucking hard. I mean, some people can, I guess, but I don't believe it. Like I've, I've seen a lot of stories where they like, um, people say like, oh, we produce like, 10 songs in a day like bro, chill bro you made the hugs in a day bro <laughs> it was just you the made hugs. some boops ass songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah i feel that 100 and i think you know coming from a similar path as you i have a personal problem on the artist side where i can't i can't write to my own beats man like i i've tried mm. tried, tried i mean i could do it it just i feel like i already expressed myself when i made the beat Exactly. It's like I don't have anything else to say, you know. But there's always that one, you know. You're like, oh man, this is crispy, bro. Like I have to. It's mandatory. Yeah. There's always that one. I, I usually have to come back to it. So like, if I if I'm gonna create that way, my creative pr- process slows up because I gotta come back to it like way late. I gotta forget I made the beat. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, bro. Sometimes like you know like it's just the vibe, bro. I'll turn on the, the like right now. I have the the, the RGB lights on and. I just start freestyling out to like I like to mess with auto tune, so I'll just turn auto tune on and I'll just start like I won't even like bounce the beat and I'll just be freestyling, you know. And then after that, I kind of write and then if I want to record, I'll just bounce it like however it is, just throw a limiter on, like I said, and yeah. we just start mumbling melodies and next thing you know, we have a hook. And after that, like I'll probably then I'll probably skip like a day or two, but there's always like that one, you know. Like you probably I'll probably produce like five garbage beats until I get one good one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Law of averages. Yeah, something like that. How about you, Christo? <clears throat> With me, man, like, kind of touching on what Dre said, man. It has. When I hear a beat, it kind of speaks to me. So I can go through fifty beats, not have anything, and then when I hear that right beat, you know, it just it kind of starts flowing through the pen because I've always been a writer. I've done a lot of different writing, whether it be for like publications. Or, you know, small public. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for you? Yeah, exactly. Me, yeah. me and Rob, we got some shit. Um, but yeah, man, so I, I really just try to capture that vibe um, with the, you know, I really, soul kind of music really speaks to me. I have a really broad base of music that I've studied and I was a student before I became an artist. So uh, yeah, man, just, I think the, you know, the beat really has to speak to me. Um, I really believe in vibes i think all creatives kind of do you know um some people you work great with some people you can't really mesh with on that level um but yeah you know i'm i think it all starts with the production the beat really has to speak to me being an artist um you know i really just have to hear the beat and be like this is the one how long you think you give a beat before you skip it Oh shit, bro. Sometimes it'll be like four seconds, five seconds. <laughs> because I feel like if it doesn't capture me as the artist, it's not going to capture the fans. And not to say that the beat is trash or nothing, but I'm really, 
I really don't like to get caught up with the best or who's the best, yeah. this, 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 because first of all, it's all subjective. And then second of all, it's just like, I can't explain it, man. This is, you got to know what you could do as an artist. You got to be the best artist that you could be. And, you know, that means knowing what you're good at and really focusing in on that. I think that's important because you don't really want to ride the wave too much of what's going on because I feel like when that fizzles, you're going to fizzle. And um, I've always kind of just stood out of the box in that way. I don't really make a sound that is um, like a mainstream sound. I don't really try to look for beats like that. I look for beats that have like the soulfulness to them that kind of speak to me. They can still bang, but they have like, they're saying something, if that makes sense. What's your YouTube type beat? My YouTube type beat? Your, your oh, What's good, your go-to that's type beat? good one. Um, you know, it, it varied throughout my career. It really varied. Um, right now. But I was... Right now? It's funny you say that, because I just stopped looking on YouTube for beats. But okay. uh, let's say... That's a good question, man, to be real. To be honest. But I really like the J. Cole, the Kendrick type beats. I really like... Um, Smino and um, kind of wavy type beats, I guess, like kind of wavy, but still got a nice boom to them. Um, but they're I like spacious beats. I like the beats where I can play with the vocals. I don't like stuff that's got like a lot of fucking hi hats going mm. or just um, really busy. I like stuff more space, simple, but the elements a little more, simple. yeah, a little more simple, but still gotta they gotta yeah. provide that like whoa, you know what I mean. I've heard I've heard your catalog, so I I I, could, I I know I definitely understand what you're saying by your beat selection. This man like has a crazy ear for beats, man. Like I I went through his last project, and it's just like every single beat that he wrote to is some shit that I would have probably wrote to, like yeah, off rip. And I was thinking to myself all the time, like, where do you find those motherfuckers at? Because like, <laughs> what kind of beats would you say that is, Rob? What do you mean? What like, kind of beats? Yeah, like what type? Like like some boom bad, like some underground, like. Oh man! I'll um, let you answer that. Yeah, Rob. he's like, he's like West Coast, like soulful, because he he's got on some like like straight up baseline instrumental sounding shit, and he'll be like uh, singing, doing some wavy stuff. He's like. It's hard to really put him in a box, man. He does a little bit of everything. He'll he'll fuck around with auto tune and uh, make some catchier, trendier hooks. But he still has like a he has substance. You know okay. what I mean? Like he so. really be saying stuff. He really be he really be spitting. I think I don't know if you guys can agree with it or not. But as an artist, isn't there like a fine line between like not trying to put yourself in a box, but then also stick into like mm -hmm. your brand and what you're trying to do? No, yeah, most definitely. I think that's without any type of confinement or limitation, you don't achieve greatness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be disciplined. Yeah, you got to be disciplined, but you have to like you get you got to be confined with your tools and then your sound as well. Like, I feel like that's where the genius comes in because if you if you could just make anything, I mean, I don't think it would be as great. Like, if you, I feel like that type of pressure to like say if you're a rapper and you're strictly gonna rap on a record, it's like, all right, well, this is a boom bap beat, so I kind of got to come that way. Like, mm. you have the freedom to come and rap however you want on it, but it's like, you know, it calls for this thing, though, you know? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Querf? Creative process? Yeah. Man. I think most of the time I'm going to 
start with melodies when I make beats. When I get in, try and make beats. I try and either find a loop I have already or, or cook something up myself. You know, just start vibing on on the keys. I'm not very good at the at the piano myself, but you know, I I mess around. You dabble. Yeah, <laughs> dabble. And. Uh, I just try and catch something and then even if it's something simple and then something I can build on and then uh, just my favorite part is the drums for me bro so no yeah that's man. where that's where I take my time and kind of kind of just try different but, things out and stuff and see what what sounds good but um like uh like G was saying I don't you know after I think after like an hour hour and a half like of cooking up on one thing like there's times where I just go in there and something just comes out really fast. And then in like 15, 20 minutes, I have like, you know, I have something mm -hmm. ready to be layered and then I, I'll work on that then. But uh, usually about an hour and an hour and a half, like I try and either not take a break, but just like work on something else, you know, lower volume. And then uh, maybe, maybe make, make another melody and then head back to the layering. But, uh, Man, mix while you like create, a, or you mix after? Shit, both. A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of during, and then and then for sure, like if I'm layering the beat, then I'm putting in a lot of the mixing. Yeah. But Why otherwise, I'm just trying to find like a like a vibe with the mix with the with the mix. Okay, for sure. How long how long do you think it takes you to make like a beat? Like just to make it. Like a complete beat, or just make like the the meat of it. I guess just the meat of it, because like, you know, everybody's like, oh, we could, like, you know, you always see those YouTube videos or whatever, right? I see a lot of shit, but it'll be like, may cook up a beat in five minutes. Like, what's, or know, how to cook up know. a beat in five minutes <laughs> or something like that, right? But, you know, yeah. we all know, like, premeditated like you, a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just slap like a, like a loop and then you just slap drums. Right. You just pretty much just made the bass, but you didn't actually make the beat. But like, let's say, like, structuring and like, mm -hmm. how long do you think it takes you to, if I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm really feeling it, I'm gonna finish the whole beat, starting through, like okay. layer it, everything, mix it, probably like two hours, two and a half hours. Okay, for sure. that's. But otherwise, like I can put up to like six, eight hours on one beat. Oh, if I'm really trying to like, like make it sound like the best that it can, but then sometimes like I just end up fucking just pushing it too much, and then it's just. I end up exactly. I end up scrapping it mentally just because like I I worked on it too much and like it probably was good like an hour before mm -hmm. I just kind of yeah you, you ever find that. yourself in a situation where you're like cooking like over an hour and you, you leave it next day it's like oh shit what the fuck did I did I invest all this time into yeah no for sure too often <laughs> the, next, the, next, the next day for me is the scariest day because you're gonna find out if what you're working on was hot garbage or if it was <laughs> something to be proud of like and there, there's times though where i work on something maybe 20 25 minutes i'm just not feeling it and i just fucking scrap it and i go back to it like three weeks later bro and that shit i'm like what the this is fire what why did i stop yeah this is i don't know it's, it definitely goes like that too man like something could be vibing for you for like 15 20 minutes and then out of nowhere like I don't know. Maybe maybe you hit 
maybe you hit the wrong note or something, but then it just, you know, you kind of lose that, that bit. <laughs> I think it's kind of what Dre said earlier is ear fatigue. Um, it, it happens to me, I think, because we mix. So we're like constantly mixing. So like I, I'll notice I've gotten good at catching myself. So I'll be, say, mixing for like an hour and a half, two hours. And it's just like everything starts selling dull. I'm just like, man, needs more high end, needs more high end. And then it's just like, then I'll catch myself like, oh, I'm just... My ears are just tired, so it's like, you know, mm -hmm. walk away from it for like an hour or something, come back to it. I've had to learn to like maximize my time when I work, like whether I'm making beats or like songwriting or doing anything, especially mixing. Like I go into it knowing like, all right, uh, first stage of the mix, I'm going to clean up vocals um, depending on how they're sent. You know, I'll run them through UAD, run them through the, through the chain or whatever just to get them right. And then I know I'm just cleaning up, you know, for the next 15 minutes. So I'll try to limit how many times I hear it. And then when I'm really doing playback, it's just because I'm, I'm working stuff through the bus. And then I'll start, uh, you know what I mean? Like just getting getting a feel for where I want the song to be at that point. But nah, that ear fatigue, man, is... <laughs> ear fatigue is shaped the way I work because even making beats, like I wouldn't call it ear fatigue, like the way it sounds, but the way it feels. Yeah. Like I get over yeah. shit quick now like if i'm not feeling it or if i'm in the mood or in a groove and something distracts me man it's like yeah, for it's sure. tough. i just lose it man. i recently i recently found that switching over to mono i always knew that like in mixing in mono like mm -hmm. it's like it helps like you know because now you're hearing it straight down like one well yeah basically mono but like i started doing that recently i had i always knew it but i was like why would i mix mono when i'm gonna hear it in stereo right but I recently started and it like it just kind of it's kind of like a click in your brain like oh now it sounds now it's not the same thing you know for some reason I don't know how to describe it but I started doing that and now like I'm like okay now the snare is too hot I need to turn it down yeah. or the high uh, the high end is a little too I'm, I'm crushing it a little bit so that's I find that helpful as far as when I'm like fatigued because I get like bro I've, I've been mixing this record for the last. I would say the last month and it's like the remix so imagine the first version you know so i'm already done with this beat i'm done with the mix so um i started switching it over to mono and i'm like like it, like i said there's a click in my brain and i'm like oh damn now i know exactly what's wrong and why every time i come back to it i find something wrong with it so i don't know if that's something that's helpful for you guys or i mean at least i barely picked it up like i said yeah most dev man i started mixing in mono i want to say like a year and a half ago like, okay. I, I mean, I used to mess around with a button, but like, I, I didn't kind of like you, I didn't see a reason. I was like, why am I going to mix in mono? The theory made sense to me when I used to hear it, but I never practiced it. And then I started right. practicing it in my mixes and it started with this one song I was doing for somebody. It was like, bro, like the, the beat was clashing, like the vocal, like I was just trying to get everything to, to sit right. And smashing it to mono was the way I, I solved it. And it turned out to, it turned out that all it was was just EQ issues. Right. Like, you know, just trying to EQ and carve out space for a vocal and, and whatnot. But I wasn't able to hear hear that in the stereo yeah. field. It's weird how it works out, man. Like, it's like you go from complex to simple. But if you work in the simple, you know, the complex is going to sound better once you widen it out. I think what just clicked into my head is kind of like when it's going down just one, you know, just one speaker for say. Um all the all the sounds are competing for frequencies mm -hmm. when you hear it in stereo they're not you know what i mean they are competing but they're not really you know because there's enough space you don't, you don't hear the conflict exactly but down the middle you're yeah. like oh okay now i hear why the 808 sounds like this or why the vocals aren't popping up so the melody the lead melody so um i guess that's kind of why i guess 
I feel like I said, I've always known it. I've always watched videos and they always say, oh, mix and mono, mix and mono. The secret to mixing is mono, but I never understood it. So I was like, why would I? I just didn't see the purpose of it. Yeah. And I know that for artists, you know, like a lot of entry artists or producers, I mean, they just, they don't even pan like hi hats or like, they don't pan. So when when an artist hears a beat and mono, like we're, we're not really like panned, it just sounds like dull. It sounds flat. There's it's not, there's not a lot of excitement. But then once you, once like let's say like like for example in my case, I started like like panning the hi hats, like making them go from left to right, or just making them, I don't know, just started like messing with it, and I was like, whoa, what is this? This is not the beat that I was initially like intending to make because it, I just hadn't practiced that. So I know that for artists, um, when you hear it in stereo, it's it's way better. It sounds yeah. cleaner for writing purposes and like stuff. you said like you mentioned before you like it when it's spacious you want to hear your yep. vocal more than you hear the drums or whatever right um mm-hmm. so i feel like that's kind of why it's and not only just for producers but for artists as well man that's good stuff right there yeah. for free you, game bro. yeah <laughs> for all you early producers and engineers start mixing in mono for real to save you time save you an earache might make you some money yeah. too and pan and pan them drums. Yep. Yep. Drums. And uh, the drums. One thing I wanted to touch on, just because I'm curious, so I'm hearing all these different, uh, you know, like different processes when you guys create. I kind of mentioned my issue is distractions. Distractions mm-hmm. kill my workflow, and sometimes it's not always distractions for me that happen in the moment. Like, oh, you know, I'm doing something, and oh, my phone rings, it's a girlfriend, it's it's this, it's that. Oh, can you come pick me up and do this? And it's something urgent, so you kind of have to leave or you gotta go do it. I always right. hate returning back t- to what I'm doing because to me, not, I can still be vibing, but it just just took the wind out of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, facts. Um, that's one of my biggest obstacles is uh just managing my overall distractions and, and avoiding them when I create. Um, I'm yep. one of those people where I just need to like either be alone, like nobody talk to me for two days straight. I'm going to be locked up in, in my room or the dungeon. You know what I mean? I'm going to be cooking up. I'm going to be creating. Uh, you know, I pretty much just have to ghost everybody. How do you guys go about managing your distractions? And what are they? If they're people or if they're things or whatever it may be. I mean, Shit. I think life definitely comes with a lot of distractions, especially when music, because you need to put your undivided attention on it. So it's just like, whether it be life, um, I think what's really got me is just really trying to do everything myself as far as like mm-hmm. the making the music as hard as it is. You know what I mean? Making the music, styling yourself, worrying about your brand, releasing the music. But then not only that, like, how do you promo it? Okay, well, now you got a plan for this. Now you got a plan for this. And I think when you try to handle all of it, as far as like, you know, promotions, um, the content itself, and just everything else that comes with it, man, I think you can get lost in it. And I kind of was, for about a month, I wasn't able to write a song. This past month, I wasn't able to write a song because of, you know, trying to, you know, learn tone den, learn Facebook ads. YouTube. Um, Man, you hitting on some shit right now. It's a whole nother conversation. I mean. <laughs> Bro, but this is what I'm saying. It's, it's just really hard. That's the distraction to me because it takes the art out of it and it makes it a business. And I get it. It's the business of music. 
But I think the goal for everybody here is to be the creative and eventually have people come in and kind of handle all that shit for you. Yeah. How about you, Quir? Man, um, fuck gaming, bro. Gaming? Oh, shit. I've I've been down to game anytime. But for me, what causes, like, feeds into the distractions more, though, than anything is, like, the self-doubt. And like just not feeling that motivation like makes it so much easier to like just fall into something else that I'm just like comfortable with. But uh man, that's so. that's that's a deep point right there. I think it's sometimes I don't know, bro. Like sometimes I just gotta fucking either go listen to some music or like uh, try and uh, try and get something that you know feel that hype. Sometimes the gaming works, bro. I'll yeah. fucking cop a duck somewhere and then go make a beat off of it or i'm playing with with the homies and i hear the homies beat yeah over the over the mic and then that shit hypes me up to go fucking cook <laughs> up yeah how about you dre oh man so one thing i would touch upon is i think we all kind of suffer from a little bit of like anxiety or like ADD or ADHD or whatever, right? We all kind of lie somewhere in the spectrum. In my mm-hmm. case, um, I get I get bored really quick, you know? And like when you're a mixer or a producer, like it requires you to be attentive and focus on detail. And if you have ADD, that kind of like cripples you a little bit, right? Like, so I wouldn't say I have ADD or I've never been diagnosed at least, but I'm, I get very distracted very quickly. Social media, um, I don't know, family, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, once that kicks in, like distractions, like social media stuff, it's very hard to come back. Uh, but like it's I said, the time it's, we think, live in too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, we, ha- we need that dopamine hit, like, you know, ASAP, you know, exactly. like we need, whether it's social media, whether it's, I don't know, just anything really, right? Um, your phone. So, <laughs> your phone. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody's calling you, like they need studio time or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like we just move very quick, and that's why I would I would touch upon like you know mental health and like um, I used to think I wouldn't say I did I, I never believed in like mental health, but um, I think it's important to, like for us like that are best producers, engineers, or artists like it's very important for us to like step out as well, you know, because like your phones will have a like not only are we locked in on the computer, but we're locked in on our phones at the same time. So it's like, bro, I'll be here in the studio. Like, well, I live in my studio, right? I live here at home. Um, but I'm just here all day, all day. So it's like, you know, I'm never like not connected to these things. So now I feel like I'm addicted to it. Like I'm always needing, oh, I got a like, oh, let me check real quick. Like, who was it? Or oh, I got a follower or, you know, follow up somehow. something, you know, something or like, you know, if you're involved in another business, like for example, me, like I, I take more of like the entrepreneurial like route. So I, I'm like constantly checking up on my Facebook or like my socials, right? So um, there's just a whole bunch of distractions and I think it's very hard to focus. Um, like you, like one thing that you mentioned is like when you're trying to do everything yourself and then you don't have the time or the focus for um, that, that'll lead you to anxiety. Like, oh, now I'm like, now I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything. And so it's just a chain reaction of, uh, of a whole bunch of different things, right? And I think, you know, like I said, like you kind of got to step out. Like you said, you mentioned also that you can't, you can't write a song, you know? So you need to go out and live. You need to go out and party or you exactly, need to go out for a walk bro. or a hike 
Uh, because music, yeah, it's, it's our life, right? It's our bread and butter, but or at least for some of us, but we can't like avoid life, you know, for too long. And I think you can't. If, you, if you don't balance it, you'll find yourself clashing with yourself internally, um, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. So it's it's very important. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, I I would I would say that I've battled with this in the last year, like not only with just personal, it's not, not only am I dealing with my personal stuff, which is very important, priority one, but then I'm trying to become the biggest artist I can or make bigger records or work with more artists or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd touch up on that. That's kind of like one of my things that kind of I find problem with when it comes to like music and working and and um, trying to f- stay focused on my on my career, you know. Man, you guys hit some like amazing points in that question. Uh, way beyond it just being a surface level thing, you know. Oh, just you know, my phone going off. Aquarius, uh, you you started to kill the scab on something that I think. Uh, that's just like a conversation that's never really had amongst artists and sometimes amongst just people themselves like they never had that conversation with themselves and it's yep. it's kind of crazy like when you uh when you have obligations and, and the water gets a little close to your neck you know people tend to find distractions and other things to to, to kind of avoid the responsibility or the expectations of either outside people or themselves you know and I, and I think We've all been there in a sense, you know, I could recall, you know, moments where, you know, self-doubt kind of creeps in your mind a little bit. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the studio today. I want to go do something else. Like, I'm going to go play a video game. I'm going to go, you know, you start, you start using the things that you kind of would go to, to escape music, just to come back as kind of like, oh, let me, I'm going to spend a little more time over there. I'm going to finish the day over there instead of coming back and and doing what I need to do. And sometimes it's in a positive light, but I think we've all kind of been in situations where we've kind of dwelled there a abuse little bit. It. Yeah, like we start, <laughs> we abuse it to kind of stay away because we know like, yeah. and we don't want to confronting that thing again. And music is so up and down. And I think we can all, we've all been there. And it's just, it, it, the musical struggles kind of coincide with life, you know? And I've yep. always kind of, I've, I've always kind of noticed this thing about myself and other people is when your life's in order, your musical life tends to be going a little better. Mm. But whenever Axe. your life isn't in order, it's like music's a mess. And for a multitude of reasons, you know, and, and some of those reasons, you know, I kind of want to just uh, just kind of make a point, um, you know, a lot of stresses that come about tend to be financial. You know, in regular oh, yeah. life, music aside, regular mm-hmm. life, everybody's still trying to secure a living. Uh, everybody has high hopes and dreams for financial freedom. You know, that seems to be the buzz and the and the thing nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. But the reality of an independent artist, independent producer, independent engineer, independent musician, you know, in whatever spectrum that you that you fall in. What do you guys think about what? I guess the concept of spending money to make music versus mm-hmm. actually making money making music. Like, what's the reality there? I mean, I heard Rick Ross say, I never met an artist who fully recouped. And I think when you love what you do, you know, it's okay to spend that. I mean, I my thing is, I love doing this. So everyone's like, well, I hope you don't quit. I hope you don't quit. Well, I'm not going to quit. You know, no matter where life takes me, I love music. A melody pops in my head all the time. I love music. So I think it's what 
the lifestyle brings and the opportunity that it comes with. You know, like you'll make, you're probably, okay, so he said he never met an artist who fully recouped. Maybe he didn't recoup the money spent on music, but he got it through other ventures, through his music and his popularity. Yeah. So I think that's a real, you know, a real big thing. And nowadays, man, we can't really think one-sided. And Rob, you actually kind of opened up my mind, bro. I was in a bad place a couple months ago and we had those couple talks that we had. You, you helped me understand some things, bro, as far as like, um, you know, you can't, you can't just do one thing, bro. And I, and I already kind of knew that, but you know, I really experienced it when this pandemic hit last year. It's like, bro, you really have to be, you know, totally self-independent. You got to do, you got to do everything yourself and you got to look for other avenues to get it. This music shit, you know, and not everybody's going to be Drake, but all four of us in here can make music off this. I mean, make money off this shit and provide for our families. That don't mean that we're going to be Drake big, but bro, there's so many. Oh, oh, all of that are making some money. I don't know if you guys heard me. I'm kind of cutting out. Yeah, we, we got repeat that last part again after uh, we're not Drake. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, not, not everybody, not everybody's going to be Drake or Lil Baby. And bro, there's plenty of artists who are unknown that we've never heard of that are making plenty of money on this shit, bro. Mm -hmm. A lot of money. Like, there's so many artists out there. And um, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's what the whole thing is. It's like, we all want to make money, but if, if you really love it, you're in it for a little bit more than that. And... You know, the money will come, whether that be millions, whether that be thousands. We don't know. We just got to do what we got to do. Yeah, I think the the idea that like you're going to be just like this cold producer or artist and like you don't got to spend any money. Somebody's just going to find you like it's it, it's a fantasy for sure. Yep. Um. I mean, like you need exposure. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest thing is exposure, unless you know, unless your friend, you have a friend that you know made it, and and he has all the exposure, and you're there. Like then, yeah, maybe somebody's gonna catch on to your shit just because you're making it. But otherwise, like you got to spend money to get yourself there. Whether it's marketing, um, shit networking like there's many aspects other than the artistry and that's you know that's the reality of it it's almost like artistry is secondary bro because i mean i think we can all point out a lot of rap with musically it's not because the music it's because you know the marketing is probably on point or they got some invested behind it you know we live in a, in a very much clickbait viral type you know era it's a lot a lot of just like shock factor that grab that make people gravitate towards shit but you know i think if you stay true to yourself um and what you do that you know it, it, it'll pay off man if you got talent like let's not be naive you can't just oh i'm gonna stay true but i suck ass at writing songs like that's not gonna work either so i think it's you know surrounding yourself with the right people not yes men yeah you know just a lot of different like you said there's a lot of different aspects man how about you Dre? 
I think they pretty much touched upon it. Like you gotta, you gotta really love it. And one of the mistakes that us coming up or maybe throughout our 10 years of experience, uh, more or less, uh, we kind of fall into like, oh, I want to make money. I want to make money, right? But you get so caught up in that's the final goal. I got to make money, but I make money that you lose focus of the art. And once you're not having fun having the art, the money's you're not going to want to do it with love per se. And then the money won't come. So it's a chain reaction. You have to actually love it. You got to put in those 10,000 hours and you're not going to make no money for those 10,000 hours. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. Maybe some don't even use the the 10,000 hours, right? Or have to put in that yeah. time. But, you know, what are we talking about? Maybe like not not every artist blows up, right? So you got to put in the time, got to put in the effort. Like you said, not everybody's going to just magically get discovered. So you got to spend the money and you got to be... I think you don't have to be... Um, I think you got to stay like optimistic you know you got to keep a positive mindset like i said you have to love it and with love you get better you get better at your craft because you're actually enjoying it um you gotta break you gotta break anxiety too because sometimes you won't you're, you're I, I'm, I might touch up on another point but like perfection like being a perfectionist also affects it right um so all of these things kind of collide and and that's what i'm saying like you gotta love it and not I guess not be a perfectionist would be the not so not the right way to say it, but um, no. But you're right though. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta you just gotta love it not and be optimistic, it. not overthink it. Um, and that's kind of where I find myself. Like I, I completely gave up that that mentality of like, oh man, I gotta I gotta get paid for everything I do. Sometimes I work for free because maybe there will be an opportunity that that will prevent present itself. So it's not everything in this industry is about money. Eventually you'll get there, right? Eventually you'll get to those placements. Eventually you'll get to, you know, getting those those thousand dollar deals or maybe millions or whatever. But it starts off and the fundamentals should be love what you're doing, whether that's a college career, whether that's your job, uh, your nine to five, right? Uh, whether that's music, whether that's anything. And I think that's where it should all start. People need to, because like right now, like he mentioned before, like the social media and YouTube and Shock Factor and all that thing, everybody's like, how I made ten thousand dollars, how I did this, and how I did that. And, you know, it's, just, it's all it's all fake. It's it's yeah. it's, it's clickbait. It's yeah. clickbait. It's okay. clickbait. And you know, like I've caught myself in like going down the rabbit hole of like, yo, how do I do this? How do I do that? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think we all maybe dabbled in it, or maybe I'm speaking for myself, but um it's just you know, like it goes right back down. And I, I would encourage every young talent or or even if you've been in this for years and you're making a mistake of like Love it first. Man. Yep. There's a there's a balance too though, because because for a while there, like you know, I focused I focused solely on the craft, and I didn't have enough of the business mindset to where, you know, there was a moment where like I wasn't loving it, but it wasn't because I wasn't creating, but I just like nothing was coming from it, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I and I think that point right there, Quirv, is like the uh, like you said, the balance, like. Uh, if I had to measure myself with any type of success, I think it's only come about because of that balance. It's, it's, you love it so much that you have to learn how not to love it sometimes. And you have to learn how to embrace other aspects of it, like the business. Um, mm -hmm. And just knowing when to push and pull, you know what I mean? Music's waves. You just got to learn how to write it. And, uh, and yes, I mean, like it just falls into the, the whole concept of money. Like, why do why are we monetizing art? Like art's just 
not not that it's not worth anything that's not what i'm saying but in the process of creating it it should just stem from love and and strictly love yep. you know what i mean and i think yeah, we get so, yeah we get so tied up out of necessity and life and other distractions like we had mentioned that we start imposing that sometimes on the process and we start and then we start stressing ourselves out and then it's like let me go let me go with the girlfriend let me go play video games let me go let me go do some other shit that has nothing to do it <laughs> making music and we find refuge there a little bit too long and we end up wasting time which is the most valuable asset mm. you know and uh, it's just a cycle you know and it's crazy you go on Instagram kind of like going going to your point that you made Dre about a clickbait you know, like everything is shock value. Everything is, oh, you know, uh, learn how to make uh, $10,000 in Spotify right now. And I yeah. mean, three days, the method make, <laughs> yeah, three days. The method makes sense. But the reality of applying that is just completely different. It's like, like, uh, like, oh, you could, you can lift this car. You know, you just have to squat like this and lift it. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. If my legs are tree trunks, but they're not, you know, and I think that's the, the situation that, Mostly everybody's presented with on an independent level and it always comes down to money. Like unless you have money for exposure, unless you have a really good connection to somebody who has money with exposure, you know, it always involves money. Someone has the money or you have the money. Someone's giving you the money. Someone's providing the money to do what you have to do. And uh, making the point of, you know, recouping on a deal like, you know, that's very true. You know, people never really recoup because they end up signing another deal. You know, to live your life off of loans, I mean, that's, that's yeah. not the lifestyle for me, you know. A lot of rappers go broke, too, man, because they get a couple hundred, you know, a couple, like, 200 Gs up front. But, you know, they're something. They might even go gold or something, but they don't have, they have 10% of everything, bro. They don't have nothing. Yeah. yeah. They let the labels rob them. There's just so many ways to lose, you know. You just, like you said, you got to balance. You got to love it, but you, gotta, you also kind of got to protect your ass. Yeah, I think I came more from like a up and coming, like you know, the mistake of us focusing solely because I think all of us are focused on money. You know, whether you're beginning or or because we're all like, oh wow, eventually I want to buy a home from this. And so you do, you do acknowledge the business, but I think um, what keeps you, what keeps striving you, and what will eventually bring you the bag, you know, is is having a passion for what you're doing. Because if you're not passionate for, about it and you're just doing it because you're gonna get paid, uh, it's gonna get boring. It's gonna become a. It's gonna become your nine to five. If you already yeah, exactly. hate your nine to five, you're gonna hate this, you know. Um, so you have that's. I think that's where I'm coming from. You know, more of a up and coming. Eventually, the bag will come, and I think you like. Yeah, of course, you have to balance it, right? Um, because you do have to know like distribution, publishing, and all the little, all the little requirements, right? When you're independent, but. Um, if you're not good and you don't love it, then you're not gonna get that bag. You know what I mean? You, so you kind of yeah, you could exactly. stop it at the first one. If you're not good, you ain't gonna <laughs> you get the I mean? fuck off the mic. Yeah, yeah. But you, if you're yeah. bad, if you're bad, you could get good though. Like for example, in my yeah. case, I was not good my first five years until maybe my sixth, and then eventually, you know, I've been in this almost nine years. So I'm I, I would consider myself barely reaching the level of like okay, I I kind of sound professional now. You know? He's being humble, um, guys. He's being very humble. Uh, I've heard I'm, this man's music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I got touched on before. Like sometimes you just got to stay optimistic. And, and in my case, you know, maybe the way that I perceive myself isn't how others perceive me. But that's just a touch on your point. But but yeah, man, I think it's just 
it is a balance but i think if you're if you're like starting up you gotta love it it's not about a bag you're not gonna get a mansion if you don't like it yeah if you want to do it and make money you gotta you gotta love it bro that's not gonna do it it's not gonna do good Mm-mm. bro and it also hurts you you know meant your meant your it hurts your hurt your mental health when you're like not making any money and not getting streams you know and and you know what I mean? You're just focused on that. And that that'll it's like I said, everything's a chain reaction in this business. Like and especially with yourself, especially when you're battling with stuff. Um uh, but as far as like me making back my money, honestly, I see it as I don't know, my friends have Mercedes Benz, my friends have BMWs, my friends go to Europe and stuff, and that's cool and all right, but I don't know, like that that I think that fun is kinda very quick, you know. And, yeah, it's right and now. That's like, it. like the like for example, in my case, like I'll, I bought the iPhone 10 when it first came out, and I'm like, oh, I got the iPhone 10, but then I'm done with it. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not so excited no more. I'm not gonna use it, utilize it like it's supposed to be utilized. Um, not that there's a way, right? But um, for example, my music and my equipment and like, and like promo and stuff. Yeah, maybe it goes right, but it's for something that I want. It's for a better. It's like an, it's an investment for me. I don't see it like I'm wasting yep. it. Um, yep. Um, I mean, also, so yeah, it is all about money, but I think a lot of it is like planning it. One thing that I've noticed recently, and I don't speak in a lot from my personal experience, and I, I, I kind of think it's important to give game, you know, because it's not like something that that's people don't find out eventually, right? It's always online or it's or your friends know it or whatever, right? But um, I started, I, w- I was always like so desperate to drop a song and like invest in this, invest in that. And I just dropped the record whenever I was done with it, right? And I didn't plan it. Now, the way that I, and I, and that gave me anxiety, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting streams. I only got a hundred views or whatever. Right. And then that's when I was focused on the price point on like, oh man, I spent 500 or a thousand or whatever. That's when I was so focused because I wasn't seeing results. But now I'm like, okay, let me make a plan. Okay. I'm gonna make a record. I'm gonna spend this amount on music video on promo, whatever. Right. And it's not going to come out to two, three months. Now those two, two, three months, I'm gonna have time to analyze, um, and, and process it all. And, and kind of like not be so desperate. I think that's more of a professional way. Cause I, like, for example, like I try to kind of copy what mainstream artists are doing, right? What are they doing? They make an album, they hold it for a year and then it comes out in two years, you know? And they kind of have a whole catalog backed up, but they're not, they don't have anxiety from dropping a record and they're not so focused on like, oh man, I wasted this bag, you know? Or, or the or the record label, right? Because they have a solid plan in place. And once, maybe if you're, let's say your project flops, maybe it hurts a little bit, right? But um, once you have a plan, you kind of have a realistic expectation. Realistic, I think that's being realistic. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of my take on that. I'm like, as far as making money back and investment and stuff, like, honestly, I like it. I like doing it. I'm not too worried about it. Like, I have, I see friends blowing their money on drugs and, and liquor and partying, you know? So I'm, I'm blowing it on my music, which is essentially um, my business, my career, something that I love to do. So Man. I don't see it as I'm wasting it. They've never had an LA2A in their vocal chain, though. Facts, <laughs> 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 man. Yeah. They've never recorded on a Newman mic. You know? yeah. as, long as, as long as you understand the process, like the money feels well spent. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. really... Yeah, no, nah, that's hundred yeah. percent facts. I mean, Quer's around me enough to know like I'm always investing, man. I'm always investing right back into the shit. And there's times it's like, man, I could have went and did, did this, did that, but it's like, I mean, at least when you figure out the 
the trick to making money with music. Um, you know, I, I've kind of acquired some knowledge and some tricks up my sleeve that, that have kind of worked for me. Um, I'd like to know what works for you, you know, what works for you guys, you know, as an artist, as a producer, engineer, however you guys want to approach it. Um, what money-making methods have you guys came across that you found the most effective in your situation? And not to bash people, but you can call out other methods, the clickbait methods of, you know, what works, what don't. That's what I want to know from you guys. What works, what don't. For an independent artist, producer, engineer, what have you. Direct, direct to, to artists, messaging the artists directly. It's honestly what's worked for me. Just uh, trying to find artists that might be into your beats, that might, you know, potential customers. You know, it's it's, it's finding, it's work, but it's finding the customers and kind of, yeah. you know, starting up this conversation, starting up that, that you know, that interest yourself. Because, I mean, again, unless you're spending the money for the networking and stuff, like, people aren't always going to find your shit themselves. Like, okay. And if you're bringing it straight to them, like, that's, it's direct to table. Yeah. Christo? I think definitely what has worked the best for me is, you know, word of mouth, obviously, when you're, when you're in the same room with somebody and something clicks organically, not so much even on the music level, but like you guys have other interests and that goes together and then the music becomes a thing. But also voice memos, bro. Voice memos have helped my streaming <laughs> blow the fuck up, bro. Voice memos of you talking or like your music? So I'll be like, hey, Rob, I wanted this. What I'll do first is I'll send a link in the DM. Because uh-huh. you know how like when you send a link by itself, like you can go in your DM and before you even click it, it just shows a link. Yeah, yeah. So I'll send the link first and then right after I send it, immediately after I'll be like, hey, what's up, Rob? Sheesh. Um, blah blah blah. This is my new single. <laughs> trying to get a bunch of yeah. Hey, I'd be, but, but I'd the be first hell thing... mad if I got that D. <laughs> nah, <laughs> why? Why? No, I'm, just, I'm just yeah. I'm just laughing because I'd have been like, man, it's. I'd be like, man, slick, he slick. He actually wanted to talk bit. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he wanted to be my friend. He just. I mean, I make I make it personal, bro. I make it personal. Each message is at least 15 seconds, so you know I can fit in a lot about that shit. Some people I say. Kim Crush Page really like it, blah blah blah. We're trying to blah blah blah. I mean, I get creative with this shit, bro. And since that, ha- since I was started doing that, you know, my my streams and my sales went up, bro. Because yeah. and then people thank you too. It's like, oh well, thank you for not just fucking sending me a DM like everybody else does with a link. With a link, you, you're sending a personal message. You're taking time to do that. People people really appreciate that, bro. That's dope, man. I I haven't. Uh really heard anybody take that approach you know especially yeah. in the dm with, with voice memos that's dope it takes a long it takes a long time to do but i mean hey it's worth it investment. exactly exactly you invest your time but people fuck with it bro especially girls man they like that oh my god no one's ever sent me something like this i know i want i want to hear i know i want to hear the, he said i know i want to hear the one that you sent in the girls i want to hear the voice how do you do it uh, it just depends good. how I'm feeling. It just depends. It's just a little, little deeper, huh? He sends yeah. A, he little sends little a video, deeper. massages his beard. Yeah. Little talk. <laughs> that was good, shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
just different approaches like that. Um, but I will tell you guys this. The features I paid for were never as good as the features I got off the strength. Man, say that again. The features I paid for were never as good as the features I got off the strength of the relationship. And just someone seeing you out there grinding or just fucking with you because you, you did something that, you know, they appreciated. Bro, there's so many cash grabs opportunities that just, it sucks, man. It sucks. You paid it as artists, you know, a bunch of money and they do the, they do the verse. They send you the verse. But after that, no contact. They're not following no you. Fans no go post. To, yeah, no post. No post is the worst, bro. And I've had some shitty experiences with paying artists, bro. I'll be, I'll be straight up. I had some shitty experiences paying some artists. But I've had some great ones, too. So, hmm. Yeah, it's a unique perspective. Uh, I've never, from the artist end, man, uh, deep down, I feel so guilty because there's plenty of people who wanted to hear more of my music, but I hoard it. And, you know, I get so caught up with the music and the, I mean, the music production, the networking and stuff on that end because it's taken me further that uh, making money as an artist, uh, there's there's ways I've gotten gotten around it with like merch and stuff like that, but... And yeah. it just seems so I'll save this point for for after Dree Dree gives his spill, but um, just making money streaming. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that after. We'll talk about that after. Go for oh, it. I know how you feel about it. Oh man, the way that I monetize this music stuff. I mean, like I said, I'm an engineer, so I think a lot. I think it's a combination of both, um, like networking online. I, I find that more in person is better, like word of mouth. I think it's way better because people better. gotta feel get people gotta feel for who you are, and then as soon as they like physically see you, that it, it kind of builds like a trust relationship. You know, like oh, this guy's cool. Like let me uh, com- compare it over like a message on Instagram or something. At least in my case, right? Um, but it is a it is a mixture of both. Like some, like you know, sometimes somebody that met me, I don't know, at a bar, he's like, hey, bro, like. My boy's a rapper, like he wants to record. So it's a mixture of both. Like I said, I monetize mostly from uh, from uh, like mixing and, and recording people. So that's kind of like my way of making back um, a little bit of money. Streaming. How do you monetize that? Do you like have people sign when they were sign a contract when they like work with you or like what do you mean? Oh no 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 not at all. Um, more like charge hourly for the studio oh, yeah, time okay. and stuff. So yeah. so it's mostly like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a combination of pretty much everything. It is. Does that answer the question? I don't know if I was in depth or no. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Head. I just didn't know if you okay, can cool. elaborate anymore. Um, okay. Yeah, man. I think making money is, is just a, a necessity. You know, life is life. The equipment's not cheap. Studio time's not mm-hmm. cheap. Uh, shooting your music video is not cheap, especially if you want it done right. Putting money behind marketing is not cheap. And it's just the sad reality that, you know, we we come into music with high hopes and dreams. You know, everybody has the excitement for making music, you know, assuming that you have the love for it. But we also have this false reality kind of pushed on us as artists as, oh, you know, you make money, you make money. I mean, you can, but... Let's just look at the numbers now. And, and I'm a person with kind of a, a vast business background and I like to learn how the money moves. And uh, it's just so funny because of the time we, we live in now is 
you know, you take this back 10 years ago, 2010, or even a little further, go to like 2008, you know, we're probably in high school, some of us, you know. Um, there were still physical physical CDs being sold. You know, not, not, not that things weren't being pirated, but, you know, $10 on an album makes more sense to me than Spotify's point zero 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 four cents per string. You know, I just I just can't equate in my mind and there's plenty of industry people that I talk to who just like swear up and down at me like, oh, you know, streaming does numbers. I'm sure it does. I'm not saying it does. Eventually. Yeah, like it does numbers if you're Drake, if you're J-Lo, if yeah. you're whoever who already has an audience who's who's getting those streams, but it still doesn't make sense for the independent artist. You know, it makes sense in terms of exposure and people having access, but I just think music itself has just gotten so watered down and devalued because nowadays people can go on YouTube and listen to music for free. People can um, pay Spotify $8, $10, whatever it is now, you know, and have access to every catalog ever. So why are they gonna pay $10 for your album? Unless they're truly gonna support and you get into this whole concept of developing a cult following, which in my opinion, yeah. it's great, but it shouldn't be necessary. It's music. It's like buying a it cheeseburger. Shouldn't. You come to the drive-thru, you pay your $5, you get your cheeseburger. You know, but... Bro, just the way. I was even gonna go as... Go ahead. No, no, what were you gonna say? I was even gonna go as far as to say like, I'm listening to you guys talking. You guys are, you know, you guys have like the engineering knowledge and the producer knowledge. Like, imagine me, bro. I don't engineer nothing. So it's just strictly my music. And it's a product, but it's more so like, it's not a necessity unless you are that cult following. You guys are a necessity. People always need to record. Me, it's like, oh, how do I get this person to want my music? And, you know, on top of, like, I have merch and shit, but it's like, you really it's hard bro it's, it's you have a product you have a product but it's not like a necessity product like i need it you know what i mean my fans do but it's like you know it's kind of sometimes it's like what the fuck dude like you said i'm getting i got how much a hundred thousand views and how much am i getting paid like <laughs> shit none because your account's not uh monetized yet. <laughs> oh no it's monetized uh, let me make sure it's fucking monetized but damn bro it sucks, man. Well, it's what's the requirements now? You need like a hundred thousand or a thousand subscribers and a certain amount of watch time on YouTube to get bro, monetized. Like, I mean, I let get me it, tell you a story, bro. It's just weak, bro. You need a thousand subscribers and you need four thousand watch hours. But what they don't tell you is with the four thousand watch hours, you can't have any advertisements get you those hours. They have to be completely organic. Wow. So I have like 6,000 watch hours, but I did a lot of campaigns in like India and Germany and all these different countries and they don't count it. It yeah. says it right there, but Not they don't fucking count it. it. No, and you're paying YouTube ads, Google ads to do it. Damn. So it's like, I'm essentially paying you to make no money at all. Like it, it just, it's frustrating, bro. But you know, I think all of us are, you know, we hope for that you only gotta be one you only got to be right one time, essentially, with a big song that does something. And I think that's kind of like the mentality you have to have is like, create what you create. Don't get so caught up in right now. But just understand you only have to be right one time to really pop off. And I think that's what's kind of helped me at least maneuver yeah. through all the bullshit. One point I like to make, um, if you can drop 
records like crazy and get them up on Spotify and have a million, the thousand songs on Spotify and all the platforms. Oh, yeah. And keep them streaming at all times. That's how you really do it. But yeah, like I said, yeah, if you're like a perfectionist and you're so focused on Beto, then you're not going to get up that many songs because you're going to hold the song for a few months or a year or a few years, if not. Um, but like, because I see it from like the, you know, like selling a product, you know, like like these these brands and, you know, you create the product one time. Yep. So they so they spend maybe thousands on the product, right? Let's say they, spend, they create a product, they spend a hundred thousand on it, but they're making millions because they're selling millions of, of, of that one product. So it's the same thing in music. I apply that same theory because like I've been looking up like e-commerce and, and drop shipping and stuff like that, right? Um, and that's that's like the meat of how to how to get money. You got to have a lot of it, a lot of product, yep. and have it. I mean, if you're not getting a lot of streams, you better put, be putting out a lot of music to keep them always monetizing. And you know, like you, you said, if you have if you have one one hit, it's a trend. It, it gets it all of them. It, it trickles down to all of them. So yep, um, that's one thing that I haven't capitalized. You know, I live in a studio pretty much. And I haven't capitalized on that, which is, I think, is a big mistake. But like I said, if you're like really focused on detail, if you have like, you know, another other businesses or, or what, whatnot, right? I think that's when it gets a little hard, but it's a little bit easier said and done. But that's like, I think that's a key factor of how to really monetize on these platforms. Let's drop a whole bunch of songs, like consistency, consistency, like we all know, consistency is important. But if you can maximize that consistency and drop a lot of records, then you're it's kind of like it's kind of like a funnel in a way right like it just kind of trickles down to all of them yeah how many songs do you have as an artist that are out oh man bro uh, it's it's so bad so bad i don't even want to say but i would say i have less than 10 songs on spotify and these platforms okay. or maybe 10 maybe about 10 no you, you but, gotta have a little more than 10 you have a whole album on there don't you yeah like a seven song album and like four singles maybe <laughs> Yeah, so it's a big mistake, but I, you know, I think finally now I kind of got the keys to like what I want to accomplish. So now it's kind of like game time. I finally yeah, and you broke, shouldn't broke be like, you shouldn't be hard on yourself either because it's not like you haven't done shit, bro. You, you're labbing in the studio, you're engineer, you do all that. So that's right. like you. So, I mean, I think that you're in a cool place, bro. Yeah, I'm able to monetize it like you said, like. Um, I think it's hard for artists if you're just an artist. Yeah, if you man. have like a side hustle and you can monetize off that. It's very, very important. You can't live off just music. You got to be able to diversify, and not even just as a musician, just in life general. Because what happens if you get fired from your nine to five and you don't have a backup plan or or whatever, right? Like, how are you gonna eat? So me, I'm like, let me find something to sell. Let me find something exactly. I, can, I can or stocks or or whatever, right? Yep. Like. Obviously, now we're diving into other topics, but you gotta diversify your income and the ways you're getting money, and have and just depending off, you know, like depending off a job. It's I think that's why a lot of our people and and a lot of people we know are, you know, get caught up in really really tight situations because they don't have. I mean, maybe they have a savings, but what happens when you eat up the savings? Bro, one bad thing could happen, God forbid, and what happens to your yeah. savings? Like right. you don't know. It's um you have no other form of income. It's it's it gets exactly. really bad real quick. When you get comfortable, shit like that happens too. It's like right when you think you're look cool and right. you relax a little bit, shit can happen like that. Yeah, that's why I think one of the reasons why I diversified really early 
in my career because I started making music when I was I started writing when I was like 14. I started recording probably the end of of like probably like around 15, early 15, right? And yeah. I was like, I need to make money because I, I don't know why. I always had this entrepreneurial mindset. I'm like, I got to, for example, I'm going to start bringing up stories and stuff. But when I was in high school, I always saw there was a necessity because like kids wanted to use your charger or they wanted to use your headphones. <laughs> that was the two most in-demand things. Or eat your in, chips. Or eat your chips, you know. Hey, let me get some. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, like I need money. My dad's making a little bit of money at that time. But I... I was very aware that we were in a tight situation right prior to that. And point being, I was like, I don't want to ask my dad for money. I need to make money somehow. I can't work. I'm 14, 15 years old. I can't work. Or maybe I can work from home. But you know, if you're Mexican, your pops ain't going to pay you shit. Like, you got to clean that yeah, up. Exactly. You're living in my home. You got to clean up or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I, I always I had this mindset of like, okay, kids need it at school, need headphones, they need chargers. Let me go buy. And I kind of got inspired from this kid. He was selling like chargers, right? So I went to Ross. I saw these headphones that were kind of cool. They were like some Spider-Man or Superman headphones. They were kind of like zippers. And so I was like, let me buy 10 of those. They cost three, four dollars a piece at Ross. Let me go to school and sell them for 10 bucks. Yep. And and I started making money like that. Maybe I didn't make that much profit, right? But but you still made a profit. I had I had that mentality. So then I was like, okay, I need to find ways to monetize. So then I started inviting kids to record at my house for like 12 bucks. Whatever the, the session took, I charged them $12. Yep. I was making $12. This was probably back like in 20, 2015, maybe. 2016, 2015. I was charging $12 to record. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't that good. But still, like, you're recording your music. You're in my home. Whatever, right? But I was charging 12 bucks to record and to mix the record. So Damn, um, it was a hookup and kids still didn't pay it. But point you still being, doing I was those like, prices, bro? Hell no. <laughs> okay, can I get Damn. that $12 special rookie drink? I need a hook for $12. <laughs> Imagine. But yeah, bro. I mean, at, at 15, 16 years old, bro, like, yo, you yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm making $20 a day. You know, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. Like, I just need some bag of chips and the water, you know? That's lunch money all week, boy. That's lunch money, boy. You yeah, know, you're like, hyped, bro. I'm sure you were hyped, right? Yeah, and, then, good. and so I was doing that. I was selling the headphones, and then I was like, I need to make graphics. So I started I started dabbling with Photoshop, and then I was like, okay, I could charge maybe 10 bucks or something. So I started making 10 yeah. bucks there. So now I'm making 20, from, from $12, now I'm making 20, 30 a day. And now I'm monetized. Now I'm making a little bit of money. So that's kind of what kept me in. And, and I, I also saw that like from, uh, I'm like, I'm getting paid for something that I'm going to eventually use, right? Like I've, for me learning to do this, I'm going to eventually use it. So I'm not going to spend money on graphic designs and, and studio time and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm saving money essentially while at the same time making money. Um, so, and also like I'm, I'm just kind of like, I mean, I guess I'm just learning, you know, picking up like another another side hustle. But that's kind of how I how I diversified myself at a really young age. And now I could pretty much do anything. Like if I wanted to, I could probably chop videos, but it's not really like my passion. But that's kind of how I bring in some extra cash. Yeah, bro. You got to hustle for sure. Um, I've been listening to this uh, 50 Cent audio book. He just released a book. Uh, he just dropped a book. Um I don't know when, probably like sometime this year or last year. And bro, he says a lot of gems in there, man. He, one of the things he said though, is as a hustler, like you can't get discouraged by one bad investment or one, you know, one thing that takes, you know, your time, but doesn't really repay you. Cause 
right. as a hustler, you just got to know I'm going to get it back on the next. Or if that doesn't work, I'm going to get it back on the next. And it's just a constant cycle of just how do I get money coming in? That's business. That's business. Yep. You know, it just like, and, it, and it goes back to the same thing, right? It just takes one thing to like flip it, you know, and then yep. now you're not negative anymore. Exactly. Um, and, I, and I think if you're into business, if you like music, you got to be willing to take that out eventually. You mean, you mean this book? Oh, yep, that one? That book. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Hustle harder, hustle smarter. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one, bro. Have you guys read the 16 Laws of Success or something like that? Uh, my, I briefly, not all the way through. Dude, just the first like four or five chapters are like the base. Like, you don't, I mean, you should probably read the whole thing, right? But just reading those first few chapters, you're like, click, 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 click. Now I know what to do. And I mean, at the beginning of the book, it tells you like, finish the whole book. Yeah. But, you know, you read those first few chapters and you're like, I'm ganged up. I'm soaked up. I'm ready to swim. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. Yeah, to, man. I'm ready to sprint, you know? It's crazy. And I feel like... Oh, no, what were we saying? I'm sorry. And I feel like the mainstream, they don't talk about the type of stuff that we're talking about. It's all about image, being dope, blah, 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 blah. But, bro, like, there's so much knowledge out there. You just got to kind of look for it. And, bro, you just, you pick up a lot of game just, you know, going on YouTube. I call it YouTube yeah. fucking university, bro. Like, there's <laughs> so much stuff on there. Well, I think it's like the school system kind of doesn't teach you, like... To be a, a boss. To be a boss, you know? You know, and you could go back to history and, you know, school wasn't designed for that. Um, yeah. You kind of got to do it on your own. And so now I kind of like, every youngster I meet, I'm like, yo, trying to game them up. Like, yo, you need to do something. You need to figure, like, exactly. if you don't want to go to college, you better figure figure something out. Like, pick up a side hustle and yeah, maybe go to your nine to five, but still monetize otherwise, you know? Because, um, I don't know. I just don't believe in just being attached to the umbilical cord. Or even just nah, the government. Like a lot of people complain about the government, and I'm like, bro, like if you're complaining about the government, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, some things are messed up, but you kind of got to take some like responsibility. And, and, and right, go ahead. People are shocked that like, oh, the system is against us. Like, fuck yeah, it's against us. Like, who didn't know that though? Like, yeah, that's the thing, bro. It's like it's been against, like, yeah, America, right? But like, it's been against yeah. America before. America became America, right? Like, you isn't, know, like the exactly. isn't every government low key against the people? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it is. Life is hard. Go, go look back at, go read yeah. a history book. You know, it always goes back to the same thing. So if you don't catch on to that, then I don't know. Maybe you need to revalue your life. How about looking you, for Craig? a handout? I completely forgot the question or the point. <laughs> I think I, I answered. We were talking about monetization. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just oh through the DM. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. Picked it off. You picked it off. That's right. Started started off with the the social media marketing. Okay, so now that we and now that we've kind of covered the money aspect, I know we could have probably dove in in so many different directions. There, I felt like there yo, was a lot of yo, Rob, yo, Rob, I wasn't done, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my bad. Finish up, finish up, finish up. <laughs> nah, I'm just, I'm totally kidding, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, tripping. Right, I'm just fucking you. <laughs> um, you know, but life as an independent artist, um, you know, I, I guess keep it brief. You know, a few sentences is, what is life for you as an independent artist? Want me to go? Wake. Yeah, go ahead. To me, it's just I don't know if I don't know if this is the right way to explain it, but to me, it's just 
I don't know, bro. I'm just accustomed to it. This is normal to me now. Mm. I don't see it as like, oh, I'm gonna like. Even if I was signed to a major, I would still take initiative. I still want to be fully hands in. I don't want people just bullshit me and tell me they're gonna do this. Like, nah, I want to know what exactly. you're doing. So like, this is normal to me now. Like, I, honestly, bro. Like, that's why I don't like going to engineers and stuff because like sometimes they don't do it how you hear it in your head, you know. So um, um, pretty much me, I. I I, I, I love this way. I just, like you said before, I wish I had the money to like maximize it, you know, and stretch it mm. as much as I could. And, you know, like spend a million dollars on a music video like Drake, you know? Um, yep. But this is just normality. This is what it is. And even if I was signed to a major, like I'm still going to do the same thing. I'm still going to be fully hands on. I'm going to be in control of this shit because nobody's going to control this shit better than you. Nah, At least in my opinion. That's real. Cristo. Man, I think there's a lot of ups and downs for sure. Um, but I think the most important thing is just get get out of your head that it's a race and get out of your head that you got to compete with somebody. I respect that whole competition. I respect everything about it. But do what you could do the best, bro. Do what you could do the best of your ability. And, you know, be real. Because I think all the fake shit, all the fake shit, you know, it's, it's here today, but, you know, it's gone pretty soon. Gone tomorrow. Yes, I mean, I feel the same way. It's just, uh, I think kind of had to learn to just more so compete with myself, stay motivated and just, uh, and just try to get better today than I was tomorrow or yesterday, you know, and, uh, and fucking navigate through the roller coaster that is music. Mm-hmm. And Adri kind of took the words out of my mouth when he first started talking. He said something along the lines of his, you know, it's just life, like, I feel like I can resonate with that the most is life as an independent artist has, you know, you do it for so long. It just, it's just normal to you. You know, you don't, you don't really know any other way. You don't know how to do anything other than chase your dream or chase, you know, chase that thing. Um, And I think my greatest joys have been the moments where I, you know, I can feel my hands around it. You know, Mm. when you, when you, when you get that, I'm not supposed to be here moment. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be there. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's been life for me as of lately, as an independent artist is. What's, what's been a moment that you felt like that? Like, you're like, oh man, like, this is, I I get, like, I I feel a step closer because of this. Like the first time or like just one in general? Anytime that you feel like, yo, I just jumped, I just jumped this fence that this barrier that was keeping me behind or, or. I finally got a taste of the success I deserve. I think the first time I started, I would say like the first time times is moments when important people heard my music, you know, whether it be me rapping or, or me on a beat or something like that, like getting word back that they liked it was probably, it was like, for me, it was like an audition without it being an audition. Like, you know, yeah at dealing with placements and you know and getting getting certain stuff sent out here and there i think that had to be my you know where i where it just felt like ah oh, it's so close like if so and so liked it you know maybe i am good maybe you know like maybe mm. it makes sense maybe i'm supposed to be here you know because kind of going back into what Dree said earlier is you know you do it so much and we're you know i'm locked up in my room you know i'm i'm kind of to myself doing my thing that you know, we don't always understand how people perceive us. 
And yeah. I think uh, on another note, I could talk a whole, I could have a whole conversation about perception, but um, it, it, just from a from an honest point of view, you know, me personally, I don't always know how I'm perceived. I know what I'm aiming for. You know, I know, okay, the perception isn't bad, but you never really know until someone tells you. Yeah. You know, and then even then, if it's someone close to you, you're like, nah, you just tell me what I want to hear. You just tell me, you know, just because we're friends, you're telling me that, you know. Um, but when you have people like that of stature that I felt like didn't owe me a goddamn thing, you know, the fact that they liked it kind of meant the world to me and kind of validated kind of validated myself in my own eyes you know what i mean like man yeah. I, I am i am good you know i am good enough to be on the same stage or to be in the same rooms with these people you know and it made everything make sense like so the 15 years prior to you know what i mean it made it made it make sense at that point and i think it continues to make it make sense you know as i go forward you know it was like man like getting those moments facts facts I feel it. Okay, another thing I want to touch on. Haters. Not the oh, ones man. on your neck. Okay, not the ones on your neck, but... Oh my God, I haven't heard of someone refer to that in a long ass time. <laughs> yeah, so haters, man. How do you deal with them? You know, if they exist, you know, what's your take on it? Oh, I just think it's funny, bro. Honestly, like... I, I kind of learned how to deal with it a long ass time ago because I definitely got like haters when I first started when I was like 15 years old, 14 years old. Um, you know, you definitely get those haters. But I feel like for the most part now, it's kind of just like people behind the bot, like type Instagram. Um, no one really talks too much shit from a real Instagram account no more. But if they do, it's just kind of like whatever. Delete the comment. Fuck you. Or just leave the comment. I don't know. Sometimes I'll be going at them, but it's like, why? Like, Have you ever got anything on wax? Like, has anybody ever dissed you or anything like that? Oh, like, like, uh, no, nah, not actual diss, but I've dissed people. <laughs> um, you know, just because, like, just having that competitive edge when I first came out, thinking people should have been fucking with me who didn't fuck with me. And I was like, fuck you, I'm better than you. And, like, it's just like that whole, you know, competitive, like, aspect of hip hop. But, moving forward man like especially after since a couple of years like i realized like it, it's not even really about what everybody else is doing it's about what you're doing and that's kind of what i focus on when it comes to haters hmm. Quiff. uh man i haven't really had to deal with much hating uh, as as far as i know actually bro i'm fucking i don't really pay attention much to it i think uh a hard thing is like like family haters man like people that just hate that you're like doing something that elaborate on that elaborate on on that just that topic because i think that type of hate or that type of emotion is way different when it comes from people that are like it hits home you would assume are supposed to back you and supposed to you know feel a certain way about yeah. you but yeah elaborate um, on that. i'm sorry no nah, it's just you know what we do it's not it's not the normal it's not yeah. the norm and like and shit we might actually look happy doing it and a lot of people aren't happy with the shit that they're doing and <laughs> so you know that that hate you know that it's, it's not always you know sometimes it's thicker than blood 
and I don't, I don't know, bro. That's just that's that's the that's the worst type of hate to me. But at the end of the day, like it's it's just like any other hater. There's really nothing you can do about it, but just fucking, you know, turn the cheek, turn the shoulder, or whatever. Like it's just if you don't deal with it, props to you. If you do, you just gotta move through it. You know, it's if you're if you feel right about what you're doing, like that shit don't matter. Exactly. It's just you're still you know, doing your little producer thingy. Hey, still yeah, doing your little producer you know. thingy. You know, you hear the comments like yeah. he's still making them little beats, <laughs> still making them little songs. <laughs> the little bro, the little is the part. I just want to slap the shit out of somebody. Why are you still doing your little thingy, your little rap thingy? The, yeah, the worst ones, they don't say anything. They just hate in the background. How about you, Dre? Oh man, I think I haven't really encountered. I mean, when I first started, like same thing as Crystal, like um, I would post like my freestyles on like YouTube, and you know the algorithm would pick it up, and then you just have random people talking shit. But um, I had a few of those. I kind of just ignored them. I would just kind of like, oh, thanks for thanks for the view or something. Um, I, I don't think I've had to. It's mostly like like he said, like either friends or family. Uh, one time, like in. Like in high school, you know, you probably had those, those haters, like haters like that. I, I had some shit like that, but I never really dealt with it. And sometimes I, I'll just troll them, bro. Like I just entertain them, and and because I, I just think it's funny, like the fact that you're hating online, like it's just funny. So I'll entertain it for a little bit. I'm like a troll myself. I like to talk a lot of shit. I'm pretty good at it. So yeah. I'll just run I'll just run it. It's kinda like running a fade, you know, but online and shit. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just run it, bro. Like it's good. I'll probably make someone cry online and shit. <laughs> That's fun. But um other than that, bro, it's like he's like you guys have already mentioned, it just hurts more when it's from home. Like, you know, when it's like your friends, your your I mean your your like family or like your cousins. Um You know what man? I've never that's crazy, man, because I've never really dealt with that. I've dealt with, like, the outside people that I don't know, but never really family. That's, well, that must be tough. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say they, like, directly, like, offend you. But like you said, it's always the subliminal little, shit, the subliminal stuff. Like get a real job. It's, it's, or, it's the looks and everything. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, like oh, get a real job. Like, okay, what, wait, what, I mean, you're doing what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've, yeah okay, like, I've had that. I've had someone like tell me like, yo, go back to school. Like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Like, like, like I haven't seen any accomplishments. I'm like, well, you haven't seen any accomplishments because you don't follow me on social media, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Um, you haven't, they don't know you don't what know. to tell either. Yeah. Like you can't even tell, like, you don't know that I got this placement with this artist or this producer or, or whatever. Right. Like, um, but it's kind of like those type of things. And also I want, I would want to like, um, what's what's hate to you? Like, what's what's real hate? Because I mean, that's that's like a form, maybe a form. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't hate, know if it's hate, hate. Hate is a strong word, but like, uh, I mean, just no, I've had some hate. I've like had hate, hate. hate. Yeah. I don't think I've dealt with like real hate. Like, man, fuck you, you're fucking me. Like, I've never dealt with shit like that. You know, it's just more like, nah. But there's 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 a. How do you say like there's a spectrum on the hate meter? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a little, there's a subtle hate. There's a like the quote unquote like fucking you didn't give me ojo right now. You're just fucking hater. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like that kind of hate. Okay. Like, you know, it's funny that man. Well, cool. I've had someone, I had someone hate on me because I'm more talented than them. 
mm-hmm. and they like mm-hmm. wish they were me and they're like oh like you don't maximize your me i'm like dude chill bro like like just keep working do what you do focus on yourself and but i've had that type of hate if that makes any any sense like um it's kind of like oh i just i just like that you're so talented and i don't know man i like, just People, people try to are, belittle you because they they don't want yes you. they know yes. you're better but they don't want you to think you're better they don't want you to feel like it. or or they'll tell you and then they'll like backtrack like oh you're this you're yeah. that or they just yeah. don't want to tell you good job or not even that they have to say that but they just don't want to like they can't play it cool around you yeah like, it just it bothers them so much that like not it's not even to say successful like oh man you're, you're a millionaire right now but just like like purpose it like because you might actually look happy yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, why are you smiling, bitch? Yeah, <laughs> like why are you happy? You know, why why do people gravitate towards you? Why do they like you? It's just like yeah, sorry, or like or people hate me. that you're like the like the like the light in the room. You know, like that you you make them feel like they're less, and it's I guess it's it's more like envy. Like that's like, a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've dealt with people mm-hmm. like that that are like jealous, like Jenny, like they're. They just can't understand why you have more than them or you're better than them and it just it just rubs them the wrong way and i've had that type of hate if you will yeah. um and yeah like honestly like it just sucks because it's like for in my case it's been like the people that i thought were like like my people yeah. you know like my friends yeah. or my, my boys and shit man and i man the story of my life the story of my life is kind of what you and Quay were talking about is like it, it comes from the ones that you don't expect, at least in my situations, and kind of just takes, at least took my feet from underneath me at a, at a point, you know, where it's like uh-huh. you, you try to you try to wrap your mind around why or like, man, what did I do? Like, did I come off wrong or you know? And then you just start seeing these people eventually show who they are, you know, and it just yeah. goes into. I mean, it ends up being the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be over here. You're supposed to be over there, you know. But it just, you know, you miss friendships. You miss moments with people when you're like, man, it would have been nice to have had you here when that happened. You know what I mean? It would have been nice Mm -hmm. for you to have been a part of it when this happened. Or you could have made my situation easier or better or funner or whatever it may have been, you know. Because music's all about people, you know. We we spend all day in our rooms, you know, doing our own thing. But at the end of the day good music is made with good people and uh, it's just I think I've seen music bring out the best in people and also like the worst in people you know Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy how that happens and and the feelings that kind of come with that Um, the more successful that I've become in music I found myself getting bro like I'm yeah bro and it that's a real thing bro they said you don't know how people are going to act when money comes around, bro. Like, you don't. Like, someone oh. that you can have an... Ex- What's up? That's that's a big point, but continue, bro. Like, you, you nah, yeah. It's, it's just real, bro. Like, you can say this, but your man all the time, like, oh, bro, like, we're going to do this shit forever, blah, blah, blah. But the moment some money comes in, bro, and it doesn't even have to be a lot of money. It could be, like, something that will get you by for a couple months people start acting fucking weird dude yeah like they come up with an invoice of what they think you should pay them <laughs> you know what i mean or you know just it's it just different different like remember that things he never discussed some chips remember that the chips had yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's payday now motherfucker you know what i mean like no that's not how it works bro i believe if you do good business you know people Good business is gonna last 
you know, way longer than some short term, you know, bag because, you know, you can build something together. And what I started doing recently is, you know, instead of doing like the leases on YouTube and beat stars, I reach out to dudes, you know, like you guys who I can talk to personally and we can do exclusive shit, bro. And then that way I'm invested in it. You're invested in it. And it just can go so much further like that, bro. I'm tired of dealing with people who are just like, oh yeah, pay me my little 50 janky dollars real quick. <laughs> and and that's it. I'm not gonna put the word out. I'm not gonna even, I'm just gonna continue to sell it to other strangers. And that's just not how shit gets done, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. Longevity is key for sure. And to, to be in this long-term, you gotta think long-term. You don't wanna burn bridges that you don't need to burn. Yeah, there's something I kind of want to share with you guys. Uh, a buddy of mine, Ty, he uh, dropped a live stream or a video, I think, today or yesterday or something like that. But I was watching that earlier. He's a Forex trader, pretty successful, um, makes music as well, does his thing. He had brought up an analogy when he was talking about uh, working his nine to five and then trading and then and how he made that that uh, transition. He brought up the analogy of, a, you know, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly and he talked about you know he was working multiple jobs at once you know he was pressed and he just said tight places you know that caterpillar has to go into a tight place in order to yep. grow its wings and really transform and evolve and you know I'm sure we can all personally account times in our musical journey or in our personal lives where like man you felt the walls kind of tighten up on you you know what I mean and that kind of for forces forces you to transform and to adapt, you know, yep. and become something new, either with a different mindset, a different skill set, to uh, to really take off and fly and get where you got to get. Um, hopefully, you know that with that that message is kind of the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of educating other musicians, artists, producers, you know, whatever it is that they do, engineers, um, on just how to navigate. You know, if you're not the type of person who wants to pick up and read a book, because a lot of good informations are in books, you can listen to this podcast. And just on a parting note, um, if you guys would like to say anything to the audience, one last gem that you would like to drop. I would just say, go ahead, G. No, go ahead, bro. It's good for you. I would just say, you know, focus on your craft. Be a student. Um, you know, and that's the best way that you're going to grow is when you study and you really give your all into something. And then, you know, obviously you need to gravitate and learn that, that business side too, if you want to do this full time, but you know, just, just find that balance and definitely set a routine for yourself. Routine is, is so helpful in life, not only in music, but also in life. Mm. Um, I guess as far as me, uh, I would say like I go right back to the fundamentals. Um, love it, have fun doing it, and all else will fall into place as long as you do it correctly. One thing that my mother told me is do it right the first time so you don't have to fix it. Mm -hmm. So if you do it right the first time, if you're consistent, if you're disciplined, if you if you're a student like you just mentioned, if you if you if you take all the gems that you're given and you apply them, you will you will reach success. Maybe it'll take a few years, maybe it'll take months, but the sooner you start applying all these all these gems and all these theories and, and you start being disciplined and you and you start doing the right things, everything else will fall into place. 
Uh, eat right, drink water, take care of your mental. Shit. Just keep that to keep that mindset. You know, back to what I said about self doubt and all that. Like, there's a, there's a lot to it, but if, the, if there's a simple tip for me, is this, uh, you know, eat right, drink water, and take care of your brain. Yeah, it's a real talk, and it seems like change always starts with understanding you know um, you got to understand first in order to acknowledge and make a change but on a parting note for me uh, I could sum it up in two phrases it's if you listen you'll always know where to go and move if you're not comfortable Oof. okay you know? so that'd be a wrap on the dungeon here with the fellas St. Cree Querv and Young Drake in your white deep. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate guys. you, man. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, brother. Appreciate right. you, thank guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate you.